Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my good people, and welcome to another action-packed adventure on this episode of Backseat Confessions Pod. I'm guessing you're going to enjoy each and every one of our riders today. But before we go for a ride, I'd love to hear from you, um, whether it's through social media, on like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, or those are the ones that I'm on so far, um, about what you think of the show. Um, and if you want to go a little bit more direct, I'd love that. Um, in fact, you can usually find a link on pretty much all the socials to my email. Um, but the email, uh, if you want to hit me directly, is backseatconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, not, not only would I love to hear your feedback in general, but I would enjoy specifically hearing ideas on ways to expand our interaction and uh, build like community around BCP going forward. Okay, so buckle up and let's get this party bus started. Our first rider today tells a story that honestly is hard for me to wrap my head around when I'm comparing it to my own lived experience in a, in a relatively stable country. Her story reminds me that I have so much to be grateful for. That we really, as Americans, with, with all of our complaints and problems, that we do have so much to be grateful for. At least for now, we live in a place where the government isn't harassing most of us all the time and where there is access to plenty of food and where public utilities are a constant unless there's some kind of major event uh, or whatever. We all learn more in some respects from people that just have different backgrounds from us. And I think we can learn a lot from listening to immigrants. Story number 42. Monday, November 23rd, 2020, 2.46 p.m. Well, my story today is how I um, left Venezuela with um, through Colombia with the border closed. Okay. Yes. 
So the night before, there was no electricity where I'm from, in the city where I'm from, which is four hours away from the border from with Colombia. Okay. Um, and uh, at four in the morning, I left. I slept that night with my mom mm. because, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. The uncertainty is there. Mm-hmm. And then... <sighs> I left with my uncle and our driver, mm-hmm. our trusted driver from from ever for years, yeah. and uh, it was a four-hour way. The roads are really tough, and then the borders are closed. My cousin, who's an ophthalmologist, had written a letter for me, okay. saying, stating that I was losing my left eyesight, so I could go to Colombia to buy medicine because it was it, nobody could cross the border unless it was for medical reasons so i had one and a half suitcases and my uncle and my dear friend uh, the driver who lives now in peru crossed the border through the pathways which is mud and a little river I gave them the money mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And there I was with just my purse, actually this same purse that I'm carrying right now, wow. with my little computer in there. Wow. My passports were concealed. Um, the letter in my hand, my ID from my country, mm-hmm. and I went on the line that was controlled by the army. Wow. And they were like super mean. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I wanted to pretend to be, you know, invisible. Mm -hmm. The guy who was directing the line approaches me and he's like, what's wrong with you? It's in the paper. That's all I could say. It's in the paper. I have a problem with my eye. Okay, keep going. So I went ahead, went on a desk of a lady who inspected all the papers. The girls who were in front of me, she took the paper and she said, you can't go with a with a, a prescription for a medication because oh they didn't have a report a medical oh. report the girls in front of me oh i'm next the report was so well written that i'm sure she couldn't understand anything <laughs> she said what is wrong with you and i said i'm losing the sight from my left eye and i really need the drops and the other medication that's in there well but i'm keeping this so i'm like okay i have a photocopy Okay, you can go. Wow. I started walking. My heart was pounding so hard mm. because as we crossed, the, the um, bridge was um, blocked by containers, you know, those um, like huge containers. Um, uh, and there were more like officers. Wow. So I was really scared because they were they kept asking people for IDs and what were they going to do luckily a lady was trying to come from the other side to this side from Colombia to Venezuela with food and they all kind of jumped on her telling her that she couldn't bring that in wow so i took the moment and i took the chance and started walking really fast and so they were literally like there was a distraction and you there saw was up. a distraction i saw the moment i seized it and I, when I started seeing the Colombian officers on the other side, I started walking fast, but I didn't want to run. Right. So when I, I walked and walked and walked, 
I heard a hey back there, but I didn't think it would be me. I'm like, right. and if it was, I'm not turning around. Right. I kept walking, walking, walking. As soon as I passed the call, you know, they don't ask you for ID or anything. They would just let you pass because there were agreements. So I just crossed the bridge and I see the taxi driver from Colombia who's waiting for me. Mm. And I started crying. And I, I felt free. I had the last thing um, that had happened the month before where we were five days without electricity or water. And you ask, how did you survive? Well, Pupuri helps. <laughs> I have to, I had taken, you know, yeah. that from here from the States yeah. last December because yeah. I had been here on vacation. Yep. And um, it was the toughest thing. I ate, you know, we prepared meat and uh, some um, beef. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had it out where I'm from. It's, it's the weather is cool, like here, mm-hmm. like right now, yep. all year round. So we had it out for like three days. By day three, it wasn't that good, but that's all we had to eat. And um, yeah, so as soon as I arrived to Colombia, I felt free yeah wow and then you're uh were you okay once you got to colombia or was there did they hassle you what's that no in colombia it felt everything felt so normal Wow. the sense of normality you lose it you lose the sense of normality you lose that things work normally, that there are not people right. harassing you, that the government is not harassing you, um, oppressing you. Mm-hmm. So they just helped us. Um, I actually left, I actually, in the books, never left Venezuela because the border was closed. <laughs> Colombia was accepting Venezuelans' passports without an exit from Venezuela as long as we had um, like a different ticket or a destination. Mm-hmm. So they stamped my um, my entry right. into Colombia. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. So that's yes, that was that was the move, the passport movement like I have the stamp from the as an, the entry from Colombia and then the exit in Bogota. Yeah. And then when I came into this country like I cried so much oh. when the airplane when the lady said welcome Welcome to the United States. Oh. I cried so much. I can't even imagine. I literally. Yes, I cried imagine. so much. And um, I'm so grateful that you made it. And I'm so grateful you get to be in my car today. That's I incredible. am so grateful uh, to be here. And I'm so grateful for you uh, and for all the stories that you share. And thank you for sharing my. Thank you for telling your story, Mita. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. So, to be transparent, this beautiful lady has become something of a friend and a fan of this podcast. So, I've been able to meet her and her hubby sometime well after she recorded her story. Uh, Their story is just quintessentially American. She's from Venezuela, obviously, and he came to the States as a refugee from literally the other side of the world when he was younger. Um, You know, they're from completely different religious and cultural backgrounds, but they found work, home, and love in this crazy experiment, this oldest of all democracies, 
that we call the United States of America. You know, if you listen to me enough, I am very critical of our justice system. Uh, I also think our medical and educational system needs a lot of help. But when I sat down with these two lovely people and got to know them a little bit, I'm mostly filled with gratitude at how darn lucky I am to have been born here in the U.S. of A. They literally gushed, I mean gushed, about how wonderful it is to be here because they know how bad it is in other places in the world, including where they came from. And in defense of myself, part of why I'm so hard on the U.S., especially in regards to the justice system, is because I believe that we're better than what we're currently doing. And honestly, I do believe in the promise or notion or whatever it is that you want to call it that is the American idea and ideal. But her story and their story also points to a more universal truth that many times the things we complain and bitch about in our life or in our relationships, if we were to trade places with someone else, maybe we would uh, feel just a little differently. So let's keep learning, listening, traveling, but mostly let's stay grateful for the many overlooked gifts that are sitting right in front of us. This young lady tells a story of how one guy committing an act of violence on a female friend led to some craziness. Also, I, I learned when my youngest son was playing football that certain high schools have some real animosity towards each other that, if not managed well, can turn into full-on chaos. Story number 43. Monday, November 23rd, 2020, 5.50 p.m. Okay, so I got in a brawl my freshman year. <laughs> Your first what? My freshman year. Okay. Um, at a football game. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, it was a really long brawl and it was at a church. Oh, you had. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at a church and it was because my friend I was with, a boy pushed her to the ground in the con on concrete. And we hang with a lot of boys, so yeah. the boys was like, they didn't like it, so they was like, you know, and then they had sisters. So when they had sisters, we had to fight the sisters. So it was like oh 10 God. on 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and it was, police came. Ooh. They had, I don't want to say the SWAT, but I don't know what to call them. They had people pulling up in the little vans with um, AKs. <laughs> Holy! Because the the game was a rivalry game. Oh, so these so, were. Oh. So it was like us versus our school rivals. So we didn't like them. They didn't like us. So not only was I fighting, but multiple fights were happening. <laughs> so it was a lot going on. So people were. Um, People were getting arrested. Um, somebody jumped on top of a car trying to get to me. Oh she God. split her forehead open. <laughs> so 
Yeah, it was a lot going on, but I mean, I made it out safely. I was going to say, so you didn't get hurt? No. And you didn't get arrested? No. Thank God. I didn't get maced or nothing. You didn't get maced or anything? Oh, my gosh. So at the end of it, how many people do you think got hurt or arrested and all that fun stuff? Okay, so as far as I know from our school, uh, 15. Um, Whoa. The other school, 20. So this was like, it, this got big. Yes, it was it got so big. It was a shootout at the school. Wait, what? Yeah, they got the shooting. <laughs> That's oh. why the officers came, because they got the shooting. Oh my gosh, all because some dumb boy pushed your friend down. Basically. Did you feel like the whole thing, besides him making that bad move of pushing your friend do you feel like because you then jumped in to help her is that kind of what kicked everything off basically when he pushed her i feel like it wouldn't have been as bad but when he pushed her her whole arm got skinned up like it was a big patch right here so you and you went after the boy at first no when i had when he pushed her i helped her up because when he pushed her so hard like her shoes came off oh my gosh that's crazy so when he did that I was like, wow. And I was like, hold up. We got to go get Dre, which is her big brother, like her blood big brother. And we walked up to Dre, and she was bleeding, like her whole arm. It was blood running down because she had, like, a big skin right here, like a huge one. Wow. From her shoulder to, like, her forearm was, scars were going down. So when we went to Dre, Dre was like, you're bleeding. This is, it was basically a bad scar. So Dre Mm -hmm. immediately got upset. So it was like, it wasn't really nothing I could do. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't be like, go over there and not fight him because that's his sister and he felt like that was unnecessary. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it could have been stopped if he didn't push her. Okay. But it couldn't, we couldn't have hid it from Dre because she lives with Dre. So right. when he would have walked up to her brother and she's bleeding, yep. no, yeah. <laughs> it would have still been the same outcome. Like, dang, what happened to your arm? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then yeah. people went to jail because people were spitting on people. It was just a lot going on. Good Lord. And this was, so, and the the football game was being held at a church? Mm-mm. Okay. So, it was at a stadium. Okay. A school football stadium. So, but what was the church involved with then? The church is next door to the school. Okay. Gotcha. Well, not next door, like, next door to the stadium. Okay. So, and we jumped the fence and we fought. It was like a little field, but it was connected to the church. But we didn't know that. Right. <laughs> But uh, I looked up and I seen a playset and I was like, "What is this?" And I looked around. It was basically like a building with a cross. It looked like <laughs> with a cross on the top. That's so I was some like, craziness. Wow. So. Gosh. It was a long night. Didn't leave until 1:42. That's when I arrived. <sighs> wow. Were it, your parents freaked out at that point? Um, uh, no, because I could pretty much handle myself. Okay. And anything happens to me, I will pro- most likely 100%. I will call. Because I know how my parents are. And yep. if they feel like I'm in danger or they can't find me, yeah, they'll call. Okay. So when I told when I got home, of course I told them what happened. Because when I got when I woke up the next morning, I was sore, of course, because I got to fight. Like, yep. But I didn't have any bruises, any, anything. Jeez. What? That's crazy. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Well, I am glad you made it out. And... <laughs> Uh, that's definitely a crazy experience. I hope next time uh, you think long and hard before getting involved in a big fight like that, though, because, man, you could get so messed up. Oh. And, yeah, I'm older. I can go to jail. So I right. stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm older, and they can charge me as an adult. And that's right, yeah. 
I talked to a police officer okay. when I went to a game last week. And she yeah. was like, how old are you? I told her my age. Yeah. And she was like, let me have a talk with you. She was like, you don't want to go to jail. No. She was absolutely. like, it's dirty in there. Yes, it's nasty. She was like, it's girls. People, girls get their periods, and they have to apply for pads. Won't get passed for two weeks. So your period will be gone. Right. right. Yeah. So you'll just be bleeding. Yeah. And it, that's why she was like, it smells bad. Ugh. She was like, I took a boy in there for... His driver's license had just expired like the day before. Yeah. That boy, she was like, that boy died because a boy thought, a man thought he stole his honey bun. She was like, you don't want to go to jail. She was like, stay yeah. out here. She was like, you're pretty. Yep. She was like, yeah. you'll go to jail and you'll die just because you're pretty. Wow. And I was like, wow. And you're smart too. So it's like, you've got, you've got so much going for you. It's such, jail is such a waste of, of human, um, intellect and yeah it's a terrible terrible place to put people so yeah because i do i have scholarship okay oh yeah where are you going uh, i don't know you can't say okay don't say don't i say. don't know i don't know okay all right all right no it's all good um wow well i i just hope and pray believe that you are going to you're gonna go to college you're gonna make so much out of your life and you're not gonna get caught up in craziness like that again but at least you have a great story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a it was a life. It was something to live, right? For sure. Yep. Got to have a few good stories in there, you know. You don't want to go out completely unscathed out of life. By the way, you may have thought that I planned for these two stories to go together or that I knew this one was coming next when I went on my rant about the justice system. But I didn't know what was coming in this story when I talked earlier about the problems in the justice system. I'm grateful that a female officer pulled our young rider here aside and and let her know that she needed to change her ways so that she could avoid the hell jail can be. Because in the case of the young man the officer arrested over an issue with his driver's license, he ended up dead in jail over a honey bun? What? I'm I'm going to try to not rant too long here about the injustice system and one-size-fits-all approach to dealing with our people problems, but it's just not serving us as a society well. And, And really, we're too smart and we're too capable for nonsense like this. Thankfully, more diversionary programs are starting to come out to help keep us from locking up folks that just need to be coached and mentored and dare I say maybe even just loved a little and not thrown away like human debris okay rant over this next story is about desire and attraction surprising us while we're working on the job and interacting with customers. The public slogan, where shopping is a pleasure, might just have a different ring to it after you hear this tale. Oh, and hey honey, I need to make a quick trip to the grocery store and uh, get some raisins. Story number 44. Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, 6.35 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I started working at Publix okay. not too long ago, maybe over a year ago. And I had this very, very intense moment with a customer. Whoa. It literally started off by him asking me where uh, raisins, what owl raisins were in. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I know, owl seven. But the way he looked at me, he looked at me in a very intense way. Mm. Like, where are the ra- Which I might have made up that in my head. Right. Because I just found him very attractive. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, aisle seven, I can walk you to it. So, you know, we're walking toward the aisle. And as soon as we reached out, because it was right in the corner of the aisle, mm-hmm. um, I bend down because I'm trying to show him where the raisins are. Yeah. And I kind of look up towards him and he kind of gives me this little wink. And I kind of just stood there, you know, a little bit shocked because, you know, that doesn't really happen. Right. But come to realize, maybe a couple of minutes later, um, his girl, I guess he was married, mm-hmm. <laughs> comes around the corner and she's like, oh, hey, honey, did you did you find the raisins? Because I guess they were going to make some type of pie. Right. And I kind of stood up because I was still on my knees trying to figure out which um, type of raisins he wanted. Yeah. And she looked at me very like kind of confused as to why he couldn't find the raisins himself and (laughs) i looked at her you know like hey can i help you know guys find anything else and she was like no 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 we got it um and then he looked at you know he still stayed behind and she kind of kept going right and no lie he asked her my number (gasps) like with her there no she had already left okay and i kind of was just like well He's a taken man. Like, that's, you know, not my style. So, whatever. I kind, That kind of just wrapped it up for that day. I kind of just stood with the number. Like, okay, whatever. And he started to become a regular at Publix. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, is he coming for me or is he coming just because he just likes being at Publix? <laughs> so, come to find out, he ended up um, approaching me maybe a couple of days later after me seeing him um, there a few times. Um... And he ends up telling me that, yes, he's married, but he really doesn't care. Mm. And that he would want to take me out one day. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow, I'm flattered. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of shut it down only because of the whole marriage thing. Yeah. Kind of turned me off. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But after that moment, he was kind of more like confused as to why like he, he didn't think him being married was a serious thing honestly. Sure. yeah 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 um so then uh, a couple of days later this was maybe maybe like two three days later he comes back to the store with his wife and i guess he had talked to her about me oh, wow. and they both approached me trying to do some type of threesome okay yep and i'm like how did it go from just me and you to now me you and her <laughs> like what in the world it's a big leap so honestly now i just i, I well after that i just started just literally avoiding him okay yeah it was just kind of weird sure the weirdest shit ever to be honest <laughs> but don't get me wrong he was a fine looking guy wow if he hadn't been married then you definitely honestly i would have for sure given him a shot 
uh, and 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 you weren't interested in doing the whole threesome thing. That was like you were like no. Nope. Honestly, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. more about that one on one. One with the one on one. Yeah, you're a traditional girl. That's and awesome. plus, I just I didn't find her attractive like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would definitely <laughs> that not. has to be that has to matter. Yeah, for sure. Wow, what a fantastic story! And so, is he still around anymore? Do you ever see him? Or honestly, this was like over like six months ago. Okay. I have not seen him like lately. Probably like in the last what three months. So basically, after he made two very distinct attempts, and you were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," then he was like, "All right, I'm out." He's he probably was looking for somebody else. Honestly, yeah. had to go to another Publix and find another. Heck yeah! Cute hey, girl. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> do what you gotta do. Our friend here did a good job of helping put me in the story with the feeling intensity in the way he looked at her. And then that moment she bends down to pick up the raisins and looks back up at him. Pretty steamy stuff, I'd say. But ultimately, I have to agree with her that this guy seems a little weird. Not trying to judge about being married and, and looking for something between a side chick and a threesome. But for goodness sakes, if you're going to spring all of that on some unsuspecting person, uh, maybe just find a smoother way to sort of give your pitch. I don't know. Just a thought. This next young lady here uh, has one of those moments that we've all had where we look back and think, what was I thinking? And of course, the answer is, I wasn't thinking or I wouldn't have gotten myself into that situation. Story number 45. Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, 7-Eleven p.m. So I have three, uh, no, sorry, two sisters. I'm the third one. Okay. And it was one of them's birthday, the the middle one. Yeah. So... We went to a concert for her birthday and I, it was like a really last minute thing. So we went to dinner for like her birthday and then we, we got tickets to like this last minute thing. Yeah. And then, so the concert turned out to be really terrible. Oh no. <laughs> um, everyone there was like really mean and like, they're all like teenage girls and teenage girls oh. are like the most judgy people. Yeah. And I say that as like myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so I mean, I can speak from experience, but yeah. it was really, so we just like left. So was the I, performance good, but the people were not, or was it all The performance, the performer came out like two hours late and we're Jesus. like, we already got there an hour late, first of all. <laughs> so it didn't even matter. Yeah. But, and then we just stood there and we were just like waiting and then we we're like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to leave. Yeah. So we were walking back to our parking spot. And then, so all of a sudden we get cat called, which oh. you know, isn't, I guess, is normal just because we're three girls. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. We're very attractive. Yeah. You, know? yeah you, guys are, you guys are adorable. <laughs> so guys are whistling. All right. But, and then, so we get cat called and then you know we're not trying to get like a dubbed it or something so <laughs> right we like respond like respectfully slash ignore it mm-hmm. and then so but they get stopped at the next light and then they're like hey do you guys know where to park and then so my the sisters whose birthday it was she was yeah. like oh yeah just park like up here and everything and he's like hey can you show us and she's like yeah she's she's a little naive <laughs> yeah oh, no. she's the older one too oh <laughs> but and then so he's he was like, okay, yeah, you guys can come on in then. And then so we ended up getting into his car. Oh, ow. Yeah. Ow, but <laughs> ow. 
Um, we got into his car and then uh, there are like two other people there. There's one in the passenger seat, another dude in the bag. And then she was like, ha guys, it's, don't try anything. I have pepper spray. And he was like, ha no, you don't try anything. I have a gun. Oh. And then, oh. Oh. <laughs> which is why I was like, this story is like so crazy. It's like, um, it's probably not the safest to tell, but I think it's really funny just cause like looking back on it now. Yeah. But yeah. And oh. then. And then we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But he, he actually turned out to be like one of the nicest people we've ever met. Right, right, yeah. And then, um, yeah, we got to our parking spot safely. And then he like just, he parked next to us and everything. And then, yeah, it was actually pretty uneventful after that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you had that moment where like, yeah. this could go really sideways. Well, I'm, I'm glad that the guy with the gun just turned out to be a regular nice guy. Because obviously a large portion of Americans have guns or concealed weapons or whatever and yeah um, it was just really unexpected but, well yeah and you definitely don't want to be in a stranger's car all girls versus all guys and yeah definitely go, that, it was scary. i would be terrified if you were my child i'd be like no it, so, yeah but anyway that was that was my crazy story So I look at my role while I'm talking to riders, mostly just uh, as to be at like a safe place to share and, and of course, obviously interact with the folks that are telling their story without too much judgment, because God knows I've done some pretty crazy stuff in my lifetime. But being a dad and, and having a daughter that is a young adult, I can't help but sometimes have a heart-stopping moment when I hear a story like this, because I'm imagining if I was her dad and... If something had gone terribly wrong, just how devastating that would be. But thank God, nothing bad happened, and the stranger with the truck was a was a cool guy. Way to go, dude. In the pantheon of crazy stories I've heard, this one gets the award for Wildest Night in Atlanta. Full stop. I would put this young lady's experience up against whatever you think the craziest night out on the town story you've ever heard is. Also, in the weird world of serendipity, this story, like the young lady right before her, has elements of getting in random guys' vehicles that end up having guns on them. Uh, in this particular case, though, that is probably not the wildest part of the story. Okay, strap in, ladies and gentlemen, because in the next five and a half minutes, approximately, you're in for a night that really should be made into a movie. And by the way, don't mess with a little person's girlfriend when she has a can of pepper spray on her little personhood. It uh, could get messy. Story number 46. Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, 8.46 p.m. Uh, 
Alright, so I recently moved to Atlanta and one of my sorority sisters decided to come visit me one weekend. Right. I said, okay, that's fine, you know, come come visit me. So she comes to visit me and one of the nights we're about to go out and she hands me my drink because we're drinking before our Uber gets there. Right. Well, and a couple drink. minutes into me drinking the drink, she tells me that it's Molly water. And so... <laughs> Wait, At this point, I, she she proceeds. She's like, "Yeah, like there's Molly in that e." I was like, oh, "Oh, okay. Um, well, all right. I guess we're going on a trip tonight." Right. So we walk out the house, and I turn around and realize, "Oh, I left my keys inside. The door is locked. So now I've locked myself out of my house. There's oh. no spare, nothing. Oh. I'm gonna have to call a locksmith." At this point, I'm starting to like roll. I'm starting to trip a little bit. Right. And I'm just like, you know, fuck it. Uh, all right, we're leaving. We're going out. Yep. So. The first location we go in, we go to, we end up going into the club with Boosie. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. So we go into the club with him. Yep. Um, after that's done, we're about to go to the strip club, and we're outside waiting for another Uber, and there's a little person falling over. Like, this little, she's drunk, drunk as hell. Oh, no. And she's falling over. Her girlfriend is drunk as well. Oh, my God. And they start getting into a fight, like an altercation with the security. So then the cops pull up. The little person proceeds to pepper spray the cop. These a group of girls runs out of the club, starts like running into the scene. <laughs> and at this point, more cops pull up and it's just the whole crowd fighting the police. And then the security pulls out machine guns. Somebody's holding like a gun at the head of the girlfriend. And me, mind you, I'm just on Molly. Like I'm sitting here watching the whole thing. Like the security had to push me and my friend back because she and I were just sitting there with their mouths open like Wow, my, this my, is my really, jaw's hanging out. This so the is little really person happening. sprayed the cop, maced the cop, and then you see the little person. All I saw at the end was this little person getting thrown into the cop car. So mind you, we're still on Molly's. So our judgment, you know, not right. isn't the greatest. Life no. feels great though. We're just like, wow. <laughs> but no, you know, an, an Uber was not about to pull up to this scene because no, no. all you see is a group of people fighting. Right. So these two guys that we had seen inside they ask us like oh are you going like to after hours here like at the place we were going to yeah. and we were like yeah we were like we shouldn't get in the car with strangers but like fuck, we're gonna get in the car with strangers we're on Molly, they ask so. us if we want to like hit this blunt we're okay so now we're smoking we're getting even more high <laughs> and at this point we get to the strip club we're at magic city as i'm sure you've heard of. oh yeah of course we walk into magic city a security guard starts flirting with my friend we've proceeded to like ditch the guys we got there with right um <laughs> we we get inside finesse a table and somebody just hands me a stack of ones like i don't know whose ones i i don't know so i'm just still on molly in the club at magic city just throwing ones there's strippers it's a lot going on so then we meet these girls from toronto because when you're on molly you can't stop talking so i could not stop talking like i'm talking to everybody around me and they're like oh you want to hit this i'm like oh yeah sure (laughs) why do i hit the blunt and it was dipped in codeine at this point i this is where it starts to get blurry (laughs) so after that the homegirl once again accepts a ride from a stranger so at this point we're in the car with another another you know stranger we stop at a red light and we see a car like slowly pulling up on his car on the left side and I'm in the back seat like half like I didn't know that I hit the codeine blunt at this point I just (laughs) knew I was messed up I look over to the left side and it's like a car rolling up on him he pulls out a gun no, 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 no. And is holding it out the window at the other people. There's about to be a shootout. Me and my homegirl, oh, I must have 
<laughs> we both get out the car and start running. They start shooting at each other. No. We're running down the street. We run to like some side little alleyway. We're like hiding till we, we hear them like driving away. We're, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is your fault. <laughs> like, oh. I can't believe this. <sighs> and then after that, we ended up Ubering home. I still had to call the locksmith because I was still locked out. And then, yeah, at that point, it was like 7 a.m., called the locksmith $120 to unlock my door. Painful. And that was one of my first nights in Atlanta. Girl, that (laughs) is literally one of the crazy, and I've heard some crazy stories. I think, I'm I'm giving you the cake right now. There was no cap. I mean, no, I mean, we've got little people, we've got machine guns, we've got coding Molly. I mean, it's, Everything. That is the most extra but totally believable story I've ever heard in my life. That's Atlanta. That's, that's really that's and Atlanta. Now you wish you hadn't come from where you came from, or you're yeah. like, this is the greatest place ever. You know, but, I had to sit down after that. One. Yeah, took like, a seat for a while. Yeah, um, you know, Atlanta. We're we're gonna we're gonna take you a little bit, uh, bite by bite, not so. Yes, but full that's on. that's my little confessional story, I craziest love it. story. I, that's really the only night I could think of that was like the craziest <laughs> night of my life. Like well, it takes the cake. Yes. Man, thank you so much for your story. You're that was welcome. incredible. <laughs> See, I told you. The riders in BCP deliver. I mean, come on. There's a little something for everyone here. Besides experiencing the world through Molly, codeine, weed, and alcohol, simultaneously, might I add, we have fights between cops and little people crowds and security with automatic weapons. We have famous Atlanta strip clubs and rappers. We have large amounts of cash mysteriously appearing in our new friend's hand to throw around as one does in a strip club. We have multiple rides in strange guys' cars and a good old-fashioned Atlanta shootout between dudes with too much car and uh, not enough sense. And it all ends up with coming home the way you want to, right, after a really good night, by having to spend $120 just to get yourself back into the peace and safety of your own place. Because you locked yourself out of the house on the way out to the night of your life. Okay, let's all just take a couple of big breaths now. First of all, You may have noticed that all of our stories today came from the ladies. Goes to show you that adventure is not just for those of us on the more dude side of the scale. From escaping a crumbling country where your life is literally on the line, to rolling hard on Molly through the wildest night of your party life, these beautiful ladies inspire me not to live small. I mean, not to be a Donnie Downer here, but truly, everyone is going to die at some point. I mean, you're terminal from the moment you take your first breath here on this wild, wonderful ride we call life. So, while most of the time we should use our heads and make good choices, sometimes you just have to take a risk and walk on the wild side. You may be escaping a life that has become a prison or you may be moving across the country to start a new adventure. But whatever your situation, when the moment is right, 
my friend, take that leap. There's a sign in my office that I really love, and it reminds me, and I'll leave this here as a close, to live a good story. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.